One, two, three. Hallelujah! Man, y'all. Woo! Let's all be seated. Y'all sound like something exciting is happening or something. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. Okay, so, um, oh, you know what? Brother Greg, can you just make sure my alignment is good on this camera, too? I know I got you doing a lot of stuff, but is that me? Is it clicking? We good? Yeah, just saw my, uh, you know, I'm in the frame good. Because sometimes they be having me look like I'm 5'2". <laughs> I mean, I ain't as tall as Brother Tim. But I'm not 5'2". Amen. I'm just saying. I'm a good solid 5'10". You know. Man. I'll be looking at the video sometimes like, hey, when that brother's looking. Hey, right? He said, Brother Lee said, he laughed. He said, hey, Pastor, you look like, you know, we put the words on the screen, the scripture. My head was barely peeking up over them, <laughs> over that scripture, man. <laughs> Hey, somebody need to help that pastor. He's drowning over there. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. All right. Uh, let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this time to share the word. Thank you for the opportunities you put before this church. We're stepping into great opportunities and we're excited because we know you're leading the way. We just decree and declare this word is going to go forth and ignite a fire in us or actually pour gasoline on a fire that's already lit. And we're going to press on. And see great things come forth in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, so um, just this little short message. Um, In the midst of miracles. In the midst of miracles. Or actually in the midst of a miracle. And that's what we are. We're right here in the midst of a miracle. It's right there. Is this, what's going on with this? Is this me? Or is this, I keep hearing that pop. Um. But anyway, we're right here in the midst of a miracle. And so God does things and God does things that are bigger than you and beyond you. But all he needs you to do is trust him. He never needs you to give him advice. He never needs you to oh, explain to him how something can happen because he's God. So Mark 10, 27, Mark 10, 27. Uh, and he says, Mark 10, 27, King James let me see. I don't know if my wires is, is crossing or what, but uh, hold on one second. Mark ten twenty seven, and Jesus looking upon them said with men, it is impossible. Well, man always has things that are impossible, right? They'll, they'll tell you, man, how many of y'all had man tell you something you can't do? And then what does that do? Brings discouragement to you. You got your hopes up and then man says, oh, well, it ain't going to work out that way. Well, with uh, men, it's impossible, but not with God. For with God, how many things are possible? All things are possible. Amen. All things are possible with God. Now go to Isaiah 55, 8 to 11, 55, 8 to 11. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. I told you guys recently, I preached on this. You're never going to be able to understand God. If that's what you're in this for. If you're a person that says, well, God, when it makes sense to me, I'm going to do it. Well, then guess what? You need to get you somebody else to serve because you're serving the wrong God. He's never going to wait till you understand it before he tells you to do it. He's going to say things and he expects you to obey 
beyond your ability to understand. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. That's why when that realtor called me and said, this, I don't think this is possible. You need to consider that other building that, you know, he didn't say it, but to me, I heard you need to take the building you hate instead of taking God's building. Well, God has a way of doing stuff that's bigger than me and you and the realtor and everybody else. And so for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways, my ways. So you might be created in the image of God, but you don't do everything like God. Come on, y'all. Sometimes you get mad and frustrated. You say, is it okay to say that? Is that? No, just be honest. God knows that sometimes you get mad, frustrated, disappointed. How many know God never does? He never gets upset like that. He don't get frustrated. And so he says, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Next verse. For as the heavens are higher than the earth. You guys understand that. You can look outside and look up. You can't even see where the clouds end. And now we're talking about the heavens even higher. He says, for as the heavens are higher than the earth. So are my ways higher than your ways. Amen. So as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts. hmm? And my thoughts than your thoughts. So his thoughts are higher. Everything about him is higher. Next verse. But as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and watereth or and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it Bring forth a bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I have sent it. So if God says it, it's going to come to pass. And so what you have to do is you have to make sure in your life. And this is what I've done as a pastor of this church. I've always made sure that we are in agreement with God. Uh, it doesn't matter what other people say. It doesn't matter if, if somebody likes it or not. We are simply in agreement with God. And that's the way we uh, I conduct my own family life. We are in agreement with God. Uh, well, I don't it doesn't matter what you don't like about it. Think about it. Come on, somebody. We are in agreement with God. So that's how me and my wife. That's how our marriage is. That's how we raise our kids. This is what we do. We are in agreement with God because God's ways are the best. And what I need to do is be with God. So when God says something, I can flow with him. Amen. Amen. But too many people today are still questioning God. They're still, you know, they're trying to uh, mold God to fit their situation. You can't do that. You can't mold God. Listen, just because you're mad and you're upset or you've been hurt through something and now you're like, then people do this. I don't go to church because, you know, at this other church, the people did me wrong. Well, did God do you wrong? You can't turn on God. Uh, Some people say, well, you know, but I'm going through a rough season in my life. But you're still going through it. You're still alive. God, that means God has breathed life into you today. And so sometimes people have such this depression or such sadness or, you know, you've had whatever happened, you know, a tragedy or anything. Lots of things happen. But let me ask you this. Can you compare what has happened to you with what happened to Jesus? 
Is it the same? But you know what Jesus did? He continued to obey the father. And that's what we must do. Lord, I'm still here. I have breath in my lungs. I'm on planet Earth. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to serve you. I'm going to worship you. Amen. And so God, if we know that we always keep him above us and our situations, because if I don't know that, then I'm going to allow what I'm going through to impact my loyalty to him. Hmm? Y'all in here with me. So that's like a person says, well, I, I, I didn't go to church because I was sad. And God said, what that got to do with me? Did I say that it was OK for you to skip out if you're sad? No. Amen. Because I'm God. And I change not. Amen. And so we want to be those people that clearly recognize that, hey, he is God and he's God all alone. And he's the one that I'm going to bow to. Amen. And if he says something, it's going to come to pass because his words cannot return to him without accomplishing what he sent them to do. And now go to Numbers um, 2319. 2319 says, God is not a man that he should lie. You know, man lies and disappoints and doesn't come through. And man will even try to get you. To abandon what God already told you. And so if God, just imagine that. God told me this is our building. But what if I listen to somebody who says, maybe you ought to go to another place. We would, we would be in Egypt over there. Because if it's not the will of God, it's not going to work out for you. You got to make sure it is the will of God. Amen. And so God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. And so God's not going to apologize. He's God. He's going to do it his way. And he's going to give you a chance to participate. Amen. Amen. Um, some people don't like some of the rules. You know what I'm saying? You got uh, some people, they don't like the fact that God says, um, you know, you need to do it this way or that way. Well, they don't, they may not like that. Amen. Well, God didn't ask you if you like it. God says this is the way it's going to be. And so what you have to do is say, I'm going to put my life into full submission. You know, some people, they don't raise their kids the way God says. They say, well, you know what? Um, You know, we got to understand we're in different times. God says, no, the times are the same. There are no different times. See, some of us come from that old school generation where it were things like parents, you know, kids were not allowed to talk back to parents. You know what I'm saying? It was stuff like that. There was like you had to respect like I could get whooped for mouthing off to somebody that was not even my relative. But they were older than me and I was supposed to give a certain level of reverence. Well, our generate our, our society may have changed, but did God change? It's still the same to him. And so what we must do is we must bow to him and live our lives in a way so that now we can get his blessings flowing. We can get all of the stuff that he has for us coming into our lives. And so we cannot put him or or compare him to man. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken and shall he not make good? Now we can read that and we can say, yeah. So if God said he's going to bless me. Then I'm going to get that blessing. 
Because that's what he said. But guess what? You got to also be with that same level of excitement to say that, well, if God said he's going to punish me, uh, we don't want So we want to leave God in the blessing business, but now he ain't, he, there's no standards. Nobody has, everybody can live with how they want, do what they want to do. No, he's the same God. He don't change. So that means if he said, if you be willing and obedient, Isaiah 119, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse, huh? You shall be devoured for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Oh, no, that doesn't apply anymore, Pastor. Okay, then. Okay, don't put up. Put, put that. Up. I know I'm, I'm trying to go fast, but I got to obey the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 119 and 20. So 119, we might say, if we be willing and obedient, we shall eat the good of the land. So what am I going to do? I'm going to be willing and obedient and I'm going to eat the good of the land. But, you know, sometimes I don't be feeling like being obedient. So I'm going to just kind of, you know, do what I want to do sometimes. And then we pull the grace card. But what does he say in verse 20? He says, but if you refuse and rebel, you know, rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. So if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Now, how many of y'all right now would say, well, that's probably Old Testament. And that probably don't apply. Then if you say that, then you can't be claiming verse 19. So you can't be claiming blessings and then say the other stuff don't. Uh. See, this life is so much better. See, this, this is why I'm blessed, because I know he's God. I, he don't change. See, I don't play with God, man. I don't play with God with my obedience. I don't play with him with money. You know, I don't go to God and say, God, we can't tithe because we came up short this month. God's like, what that got to do with me? Amen. You probably came up short because you was cutting your tithe and you was skimming and not doing it right for a while. And then it finally caught up with you. Amen. Oh, y'all didn't. You... Huh? Do you... People don't put that together. That's what happens. You don't do things God's way. You don't get God's blessing. So that means you have to live in what you got. But if you do it God's way, then you can go back to God and say, hey, hold on, God. I was just looking at my tithe record and I'm on point. I'm just saying I'm up in here, man. I'm on point. I checked it. I, I checked it three times. So you're going to have to tell those people. They got to give up my money. And, you know, I, I do. God will do it. See, that's why I never worry about it. If somebody says, oh, man, I'm telling y'all. Dang, this is powerful. I've only been preaching for 14 minutes, 15 minutes. But people sometimes don't realize it. You guys see how many people we have up in here. Now, we do have more than this. Some of them ain't here today. But, you know, for the most part. It ain't that much that many of us. What are we doing considering Spending thousands of dollars. What y'all connected to the mob? No, we're connected to the kingdom. And I teach biblical principles. And I got kings up in here. Come on, somebody. I got kings and your money's going up. You making more money at your job now because you've been following these principles. And that's why we can't be stopped. We're going to go over to this building. Y'all going to step in there. You're going to be like, What? Don't consider who we got right now. We out on outreach. Rocio, even she spoke it. Now, we didn't meet her by chance. We don't even know her. She said, what are y'all going to do with all these people that are coming? What? 
That's God. God had us meet her to let some of y'all hear that. Because sometimes you don't be hearing it when I say it. I've been saying this the whole time. Amen. I've been I've been pushing. That's why I'm pushing the timeline at the church. I'm saying, no, this got to be done. That got to be done because we got to be ready. Because people coming, man, this thing, the announcement has been made. But see, when you live like that, you live your life in that type of obedience, you get to experience that floor of God. That floor of God is bigger than you. And so I always teach people, if you obey God, you don't have to worry about it. And even in the midst of all this, I'm, I'm, I'm calling and I got to, man, I already know we got, this is a big thing. But I'm like, okay, I got to get the, they told me I got to get the electricity transferred over there. You know, in my name or in the church is not my name. Thank you, Jesus. But the church's name. So I'm calling and I'm getting that done. And he says, okay, this is good. And I just want to, um, man, I probably, yeah, I did. My wife knew about it because, you know, but uh, I ain't even, I forgot about it. But they said, okay, so uh, we got this new policy that when you move uh, a commercial establishment, you know, we have to have this deposit and everything. And let me just check to see what it is. And, you know, um, okay. And then he's like getting all the information, continuing on with our order. And everything is all peaceful. And then he just tries to slide it out on me. Yeah, and the deposit is 7000 I said, what? Seven thousand. I said, we ain't doing we're not doing that, man. Let me get let, let me get your manager. I need to talk to the manager right now. We're not paying that. I, let me talk to your manager. Oh, well, you know, it's just new policy and everybody has. To, we're not doing that. Let me talk to your manager. Oh, oh, OK, sir. Can I at least just finish getting your information? You can finish, but I need a manager. And so I get the manager. And he's. Hello, sir. How can I help you? Uh, so here's what's going on. We're not paying that $7,000. That's, that's not an option for us. Now, we have a clean track record of paying our bill on time. We are never late. Uh, let me see. And then you hear, you know when you hear keys going? You know you got them. They start typing in. And, well, let me see. And then let me put you on a brief hold. See, I love hearing that. Let me put you on a brief hold while, so I can see what I can do. Well, I know you're going to do something. And, I, and while I'm on that brief hold, I just spoke it. We ain't paying that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And then he comes back on the phone. And so, yeah, uh, yeah, I look back for the last three years and, hey, there'll be no deposit. Amen. I said, thank you. Now, God bless you. Now, what if I wasn't in right standing with God? See, people that are not in right standing with God, they're timid. They're passive and they just think, you know, they can get stunned with something and just, oh, I guess I got to accept it. But when you know you're in right standing with God, you don't have to accept nothing that's less than God's best. You could demand. I'm No, I don't care what the rule says. That ain't what I'm doing. That's seven grand, y'all, that just tried to come at us right now. I've tried to tell you guys over the years, 12,000 before to try to come at us. The last big one was 70,000. They tried to say we had to pay because some mistake. No. Amen. And every single one of them gets shot down Amen. because we're in right standing. See, the devil can't move you when you're standing on rock solid truth. He can't move you when your life is built upon the rock. The man who built his life on the sand. 
when the ways of life come at them, you better inventory your own life. When waves are coming up on you and if you starting to crumble and stuff is falling apart on you, you better check the ground you standing on. Chances are it ain't rock solid. But when it's rock solid, can nobody move you? Come on. I've been trying to tell you all for years. Sickness can't take you out. Come on, somebody. When you're standing on rock solid truth, poverty can't come upon you when you're standing on rock solid truth. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging bread. You shall lack in no areas. But if you ain't standing on rock solid truth, you'll waver. The enemy throws something at you and you're like, ah, and then knock you off. And when you get knocked off, what you doing? Oh, I ain't going to be able to tithe this month. Huh? Does it take all that, Pastor? Sure it does. Amen. And everything we get is because we know it takes that much. That's why we keep doing stuff that people say we can't do. Because we know it takes this much. I've applied this stuff in my own family, my own house. And I apply it to the church. Amen. And that's why we are never shaken. Never lacking. God always comes through. Because we've decided that he's God and we're not. And that's what you have to do in your own personal life. You got to say, that's it, man. He's God. I'm not God. And I'm not going to miss his move. Now go over here to Isaiah 43, 19. God gave me this so many years ago. But and I meditated it for many years, but we're in it now. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? How do you miss it? Because you're not obeying God. But we've been obeying God, so we're going to be right there with it. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So what does that mean? There are no obstacles that can keep you out of the perfect will of God. Do you know? That matter of fact, you know, man knows how, this Calistoga Street out here. Years ago, that was a dead end. Some of y'all been around long enough. It used to be a dead end. Do you know what they did? They blew that thing out. And now some of you come to church through Promontory. Promontory didn't, was a canyon. Now, if man, come on, somebody can cut a path. I mean, come on. If man can cut a path and blow through a mountain what can your God do what can your God do amen and that's what we're experiencing we're experiencing God making a way in the the wilderness and rivers in the desert now Ecclesiastes 314 I've been preaching for 23 minutes man that's powerful powerful I know that whatsoever God does, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God does it that men should fear before him. I told you, (coughs) excuse me, if we start really reverencing God the way we're supposed to, we'll never idolize man. I mean, I think I said it Wednesday. What's all this, you know, uh, different levels in church and all this and all these. Now people got they're supposed they're like famous in ministry. 
famous. Well, I got to, I mean, it's okay if you're on TV and, you're, and God's using you to go global. That's okay. But you should never be acting like you're a celebrity. I'm not going to be able to learn how to do that because it's all about God. I I mean, you're not some of these people are so untouchable. But what we we end up finding out is a lot of people that get into ministry, the work of the Lord, so that they can build themselves a career. So the problem was they were not able to be successful in in the business world. And so then now, you know, because church people are forgiving. Come on. Honestly, think about it. Nowhere else do you see people that don't hold up their end of the bargain and still be allowed to keep a platform. Do you know if they didn't hold up their end of the bargain, if they were in the business world, they were the CEO and they didn't hold up their end of the bargain, they get released. But in the church, they don't hold up their end of the bargain. What do you mean? Well, you know, there's the pastor, but hey, I'm only human. No, no, forget that. We don't want to hear that. You the pastor. You can't be cheating on your wife and falling into sin. What you doing? Well, we supposed to still come over here and, and give you an amen. You ought to hold the pastor to the highest standard ever. Amen. <clears throat> You're never going to ever hear me say, well, I understand you. Because, you know, I make the same mistakes. If I ever say that to you, you ought to say, well, then you don't need to be teaching me. I need somebody that's doing what I want to do. I'm aspiring to be a certain way and I don't need nobody leading me. That's talking about I'm doing the same mistakes. Amen. Amen. Forget that, man. They ought to have a standard. You ought to expect something from your pastor. You ought to expect your pastor to live holy. Come on, some of y'all, you ought to be like. Watching my words and see if you catch me slipping. Amen. Y'all didn't hear me. Yeah. I welcome that. Yeah. Pastor, I'm going to just listen and see if I can catch you because, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, you might just, well, catch me. Catch me and call me on it. Amen. Amen. You know why I don't have to worry about being caught? Because I ain't fake. I ain't got no tracks to cover. If you live 100, you don't have no tracks to cover. Because you don't know how to be no other way. Amen? Amen. And so and that's what you ought to expect. But in church, a lot of times people just allow people, you know, worship. Guys are worship leaders and all that. And, and they're doing all this stuff. And then they divorce their wife. But they do that because they already had an affair. But then they just still keep coming out with records. And what does the church do? Keep buying them. Oh, you know, we just, you know. Because there's an entertainment factor. Well, here's the thing with entertainment. You don't uh, get anything out of it. They don't pay you. You pay them. In the kingdom, there's a reward for you. So if you obey God, then he's going to bless you. But if you just uh, have idol worship and have all these people and that you're looking at and looking up to they don't pay you but if you yourself would learn to live your life in a way that's pleasing to God then now you're going to get to experience what God does and what is God going to do 
God is going to do these great things that man can't stop. And he does it that men would fear before him. And so men are going to fear God. You know what? A matter of fact, it's probably what's going to happen soon. But my realtor is probably going to get saved soon because he's going to have a fear of the Lord. And even now, he's still like whispering little stuff. But I don't think that can happen, brother. The stuff you think that can't, it will. And you keep talking. Don't have me coming over there having to pray for you. I'm saying, God, don't play. You you can't stop God's move. If it's God's move, you better just be with it and surely don't be in the way. Amen. Amen. And so God is doing. So now if we know this is what God is doing, what do we do? Proverbs three, five and six. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to your own understanding. Simple scripture, but you need to obey it. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Y'all hear with me? And he will direct your path. And so lean not to your own understanding. Listen, obedience requires no explanation. I want you to get that. Obedience requires no explanation. If God says do this, you just say, yes, Lord. There is no There is no, uh, let me pray for that. Let me pray about that. No, he said it. You just do it. Amen. And in all your ways, acknowledge him. That means that you bow before him as master in every area of your life. Some people say I'm good in this area, but I'm working on that. When are you going to stop working and start bowing? Oh, yeah. When are you going to stop working and start bowing? Because I tell you what, if you bow, all your working is over. I ain't got to work on nothing if I bow. If I bow, whoo, glory to God. He going to do it. He going to move swiftly and things are going to be awesome for me. Amen. Amen. And then first uh, Peter. First Peter five, six. So he says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. That he may exalt you in due time. Amen. And so you humble. That means you bow yourself before God. And guess what, church? Our church is being exalted because we have been found faithful. And so as a result of that, we are able to bow. We've bowed. And as a result of us bowing, now we are being exalted. God has given us an opportunity to do some miraculous things, to experience some supernatural happenings. God is doing it. And as a result of that, we're going to step into some big things. 9.13, go to Amos 9.13. We're going to close right there. Yes, indeed. We're in this season, church. I got to make sure you're aware of it. We're in this season. This is the season that we're in And we're in this season right now. Yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast your head will swim. I've been telling you, you're not going to be able to uh, catch up to God. You got to be in step with God because your head will be swimming. One thing fast on the heels of another. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills 
And then he's saying, I'll make everything right again for my people, Israel. And then just stop right there. We're grafted into that. But we know we're spiritual Israel because we belong to Jesus. But so just imagine yourself in your life. Woo, things are picking up. We are stepping into things that I've been speaking for years. But what God does is he prepares you for your next level before he lets you get in there. Because even though you can't see it, you got to be mature enough to handle it. And sometimes you've got to spend a little extra time in the wilderness because there's stuff in you that he needs to get out. And so that's what he's done. That's what he's done with this ministry. And that's why we're about to step into something that is bigger than us, but it's for us. And God did it. Amen. Go ahead and give the Lord a hand clap right there. (laughs) Praise God. So uh, let me do the sinner's prayer and then I'm going to tell you what's going to happen next. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this word and thank you that we can receive it. And now we have expectations. Maybe you're watching this or maybe you're here. You don't know Jesus. Now's your time. Just say yes, let him have all of you and let him do what he wants to do with your life. All right. So church, let's repeat this prayer so that anyone who hears this message will know how to receive Jesus as Lord. Repeat after me. Jesus, Jesus. please forgive me me. for all of my sins. I commit my life life into your hands. hands. This day, day, I am saved. saved. Do with me as you please and fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost in Jesus name. Amen. Clap for the Lord. Amen.